This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Pantsbox. Give the gift of warm legs to your husband with a subscription to Pantsbox. Each year, we'll send out a new pair of denim pants for your spouse. There's no need to worry about washing or drying them. They're jeans. And by the time your husband will get around to it, he'll get his yearly pair delivered right to his doorstep. Go to biz.pants.net with a Z to sign up today. Use HMT at checkout to get a free Rocky t-shirt. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, a cisgendered white male, and David Day, who doesn't conform to your social constructs. <laughs> New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm Bryce Hansen. I'm David Day, and I don't conform to your social constructs. So we got a great show today. First of all, we have a special guest, Greg, from Ooh. We Should from the We Shouldn't Be Here channel on YouTube. Say hello, Greg. What's going on, everybody? So uh, you can find him on Twitter at WSBH underscore narrator. There we go. <clears throat> so we've actually been on your podcast. You on your channel, you have kind of a sub podcast where you do movie reviews, and we've been on there for the paranormal. Paranormal Activity 2? Yeah. Is that right? That's correct. And um, and I was on for uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. That's pretty and, cool. And uh, we really appreciate you having us on your show, so we wanted to invite you here. And uh, it's a new thing for us, so if the audio sucks, blame it on me. <laughs> and we will. Okay. So um, today we're going to be talking about... The Perfection. A lot of buzz. A lot of buzz about this movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about the audio. No, I'm talking about, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the movie. Okay. Um, so, if you've ever, if you've never listened to Horror Movie Talk before, we start out giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry just watching it. 5 completely average, hits all the expected marks. And 10 is so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. We'll make sure to mark spoilers for you so you don't ruin the film for yourself. Yee. And there's a lot to fit. There is a lot to spoil in this film. Let me tell oh, you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, we'll be doing a couple bits. We'll be doing perennial favorite taglines with our uh, special guest and oh, yeah. kill count. It's been a while since we've done Kill Count. Yeah, it has been. We're bringing it back. Kill, what's what's Kill Count about? We'll describe it when we get to it. Okay. Um, but first, we want to talk about our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. That's HorrorMovieTalk.com. Uh, there you can find links to our social media and all of our past episodes. One of my favorite features, if you go to the episode post, we have the time codes where you can skip around. And, uh, you know, skip the boring parts like the fake ads and whatnot. Um, just so you know, we post every Wednesday. And if you want, you can subscribe on iTunes or your favorite platform. Later on, later on if you're still around, we'll tell you how you can support the show. But before we do that, let's get into the sweet, sweet content. Could could we could we give a plug for for we shouldn't be here just to um, just to let our audience know what what Greg's channel is about. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we shouldn't be here. Greg, you want to tell us what you do on your YouTube channel? Yeah. Um, so I am the creator on my YouTube channel. Um, it's called, again, it's called We Shouldn't Be Here. And I specialize in true scary horror stories and I narrate them. And, uh, I find a bunch of true incidents that have happened to people, real people, real incidents, and I narrate them in a nice deep voice. And then I have, uh, scary, you know, sounds in the background, like, crickets chirping and howling wind and the noise noise in the background you know and uh seems that people really like it and they really like to uh put it on when they're going to sleep i make nice long four-hour videos for people to fall asleep to and uh like uh bryce like you were saying earlier i have kind of like a little sub genre that i do on my channel where i try to stick to to horror movie reviews i i will branch out like you said i had avengers endgame not too long ago um and that was fun but uh, yeah, I, I try to try to stick to horror because most of my fans like the horror genre. So that's what I do. I read scary stories and uh, come check it out if you want to. Yeah, people, that's it. people do seem to like it a lot. I remember when we were on when we were on your channel, it was November, or December 2018. And I think you had 16K subs, something like that. And I, I checked on your channel like this week and it was like. 22 or something like that so you so you're yeah you got 30,000 subscribers right now holy shit yeah i hit 30 yesterday getting congratulations getting to be a big boy (laughs) so uh you're definitely you definitely did us a much bigger favor having you having us on your podcast than we're doing for you (laughs) having you here but uh truthfully real quick when i when i started doing my youtube channel um i didn't expect anybody to watch it ever it was it was actually i I had a failed movie review channel first and then i started doing this and this one picked up for some reason i don't know why but people like it and uh, i always told myself because i got some help from other narrators you know boosted me up when i first started and i always thought you know if i get a little bit of attention and something where i can make a difference i would love to just put anybody that i like on my channel and just try to help whatever they're doing and you know i've been a fan of your guys's since you know I found you. I went back and listened to all your old video or all your old episodes and I uh, just fell in love with your guys' content. And the minute that I knew I could have you on my channel, I just wanted to, to showcase your guys' uh, pl- uh, podcast as best as I could and try to help out as best as I could. I don't know how much I helped, but it, you know, if I can get you one new listener, that's it's good for me. You know, helped out a lot, man. We really appreciate it. We thank you very much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We did notice a bump after we were on. So, yeah, your your listeners are simpatico yeah as they say in old mexico (laughs) (laughs) so today we're reviewing the perfection and it was good bad it was good bad uh let's play the trailer what is happening to me (laughs) i'm burning up it's gonna be okay oh it's not oh god it's not listen to me something is wrong Something is wrong with me. Lizzie, I know. That's why we need to get you help. I'm dying. I'm dying. What's happening? What's happening? Oh, my God. What's happening? I don't know. Oh, my God. What is it? I don't know. What the fuck? Look at what? Help me! Help me! Help me! 
to do. So yeah, you can find The Perfection on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Um, so the synopsis, Netflix wants their own Get Out. So they hired Allison Williams from Get Out to star in it because they could. Williams plays a former cello prodigy named Charlotte that was sidelined because she had to take care of her dying mother. When her mother dies, Charlotte calls up her former dean at the prestigious Back off. Back off. Back off. Academy of Music. To try to re-enter the world of world-class cellists. She meets the latest prodigy, Lizzie, played by Logan Browning, and she becomes close very quickly. <laughs> suspiciously quickly. When Charlotte and Lizzie take a trip to China, Lizzie becomes extremely sick, and Charlotte might have something to do with it. <laughs> The rest of the movie swings back and forth in time and perspective to eventually reveal Charlotte's true motives and the audience may or may not experience whiplash. The Perfection is not a great movie, but to me, it's on the precipice of greatness. I wish they had committed more to some of the more ridiculous and or tasteless elements. Parts of this reminded me of my wistful favorite, The Human Centipede. <laughs> Mainly, the ridiculous reveals in the mustache-twirling level villain <laughs> in it. Um, in an age where no one is surprised by Shyamalan-esque twists, instead of upping the ante with the world-building or character development, writer-director Richard Shepard ups the ante on the number of twists. Yeah, it was like... it was. There were so goddamn many twists in this, in this movie that... I, that I remarked to to my wife, who I was watching it with, well, this is the weirdest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> the perfection is not without its charm. It gets a B-plus for effort, but overall, it's a pretty average flick. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. You know, I, I didn't even think about the score uh, that I was going to give this movie. Not even a little bit up until just the second where you said six out of ten. <laughs> and, uh, just because it, it, uh, it, it was definite. Okay. Uh, here, here's what I'll say about the perfection. Here's my, my quick review slash synopsis. It was entertaining. It kept me engaged. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it had some sloppy editing, especially at the beginning, that w w w tried to lose me. You know, it mm -hmm. tried it, tr it tried its hardest to to just to to slough me off. But uh, but once stuff started happening, boy, it just popped off and popped off and popped off, and never in the direction that I thought it was going to. Well, the first few twists, I was like, okay, I think I know what's going on here. Well, yeah. Did you see the trailer? Before you watched it? I, yeah, I, um, I think I saw the first bit of the trailer and then I like turned it off after. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this entertained me enough to hit a seven. Yeah. But just because it, it just, <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it in spoilers. Trust me. Like yeah. I have a lot of enter, there's a lot, of, in my <laughs> opinion, there's a lot of entertainment value in this movie. So I'm going seven. What, what about you, Greg? Okay, wow, seven. That's <laughs> way more generous than, than <laughs> I'm going to be. Um, and I, 
first of all, I'm not a person who hates everything or a person who loves everything. I see a movie and I pretty much judge it off of certain things that happen and the overall feeling that I'm left with once the movie ends. And for me, when this movie ended, um, without spoiling anything, I was, I was pretty unpleased. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, man, I stayed up super late to watch this. And I, <laughs> now I'm going to be tired at work for nothing. Um, so I, overall, I'm going to rate it. Can I do halves? Uh, no. No, full numbers. Okay. <laughs> full numbers I'm, gonna it, I'm just going to give it a, a solid five. five solid out of five. Ten. It All right. Completely average to me. And for me, the only reason I watched it was because you guys wanted me to watch this one. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was funny when you brought it up because earlier that day I was on YouTube and that Looper channel or one of them, Watch Mojo, one of those channels, uh -huh. they were talking about a movie that's making people physically sick on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and so I clicked, I was like, what movie is this? And I clicked on it and it was the perfection. And so I kind of watched a little bit of it. And, um, they said, you know, this movie's making people physically ill and spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it. So I turned it off and mm -hmm. then I watched the trailer. So I kind of got a little bit of what the movie might be about. And then when I was watching it, I initially was hooked. I was like, this is cool. I really love what the direction of, you know, what the characters are doing and, um, some of the twists that are initially happening pretty fast. But then it gets to a <laughs> point when I could put a slice with a knife right down the middle and it went from like an eight to about a three, which evens out to about a five total so that, for me. So I'll get way into it in the spoilers, but for right now, spoiler free, it was underwhelming. It was a five out of 10 for me. And truthfully, I, this movie had the same effect on me as the movie us did going mm. into it with the, with the, how am I trying to say this? With the expectation going in yeah. where I was completely let down because with us, it was advertised as the scariest movie of all time. It was know? not. And it, I was like, what? This is going to be crazy. And then I saw it and I was like, that was barely scary at all. It was just and then, kind of a social commentary. Exactly. And so don't tell me it's the scariest movie of all time, even scarier than The Exorcist. And then it's not. So then with this movie, it's making people physically sick. It's the most gory thing. My wife even looked up what the gory parts were and said, nope, I'm not going to watch this. And she left the room. <laughs> and so I started rubbing my hands together and smiling, right. ready to see some crazy stuff. And to be honest, everything that was crazy and gory in this movie was nothing compared to some other movies that I've seen. Oh, yeah. So – Again, when it was over, I just had this feeling like that was it. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Spoiler free. Boy, that's pretty accurate. I got to say, uh, you hit a on a lot of stuff. I think the reason this movie worked so well for me is the same reason Kuso worked for me. is because it just hits on the infantile, gross, <laughs> poop and fart stuff. And uh, and uh, and I just love it. I just love that gross, gross, super over-the-top gross stuff. Yeah, I think... The only reason I gave it a six and not a five, because I really, I, I totally uh, sympathize with you, Greg. Like, it's a very disappointingly mediocre, <laughs> very, like, yeah. right after the midpoint. It's like, okay, oh, oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. But I I appreciated the amb the ambitiousness of it. It was very ambitious. Um, But, yeah, they did not quite pull it off. Um, So... We'll get into spoilers, but first let's give some promos to ourselves. Let's pat ourselves on the back. 
and give our listeners some stuff to do. So first of all, you can subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. We're trying to get up to 200. 200. We're a tenth of the way there. I hate it when people say hundy. I don't know why I did that. <clears throat> I fucking hate myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we get to 200, we get to be uh, maybe on the Rotten Tomatoes critics list or oh, whatever. We're, we're aiming for it. Yeah. Let me tell you, buddy. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can buy or rent any movie or pretty much any product on Amazon if you click through the green button in the header of our website. The website, again, is horrormovietalk.com, all one word. You know how websites do it. And um, if you want to even be more direct, you can just give us money on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. Or we also have a convenient button on the header of our website right next to that Amazon button. Right now, we have a special promo. Or what do we call it? Yeah, it's a promo, a promo deal on Patreon. It's very simple. You sign up, we'll give you a sticker. We'll give you a sticker. I've been sending out thank you cards. Right now, my thank you cards uh, have hot air balloons on them and little clouds and poofy sky and real pretty I, I write it real pretty and I say shitty stuff about Bryson in in the uh, thank you card I say look at Bryce's small signature I bet he didn't even really sign that because he didn't I did and then I put a bunch of stickers in there and then and then you get some stickers and you stick them and then I tell you to vandalize public property and then you do that uh, so we got that is that for that's for the the tier, right? Isn't it's not just anyone? I'm gonna be honest with you. If you if you sign up as a Patreon, I'm I'm just gonna send you a thank you card. Only the tiers will get this. Only sticker. the tiers will get the stickers. <laughs> so we have one tier. We're very creative. It's uh, five dollars, and you get to be a horror movie talk founding member. Yeah, and uh, and it's not just like you're paying us. There's also uh, at at this point there. By the time you hear our voices, there will be four podcasts, uh, a Patreon-only exclusive podcasts on our Patreon. Yeah, so. yeah. So we we do after pods where we just kind of keep the keep the mics rolling and uh, just shoot the shit for a while, and you get to hear our inner lives. <laughs> the first one I aired some some uh, my fucking wife beef. <laughs> Lady <laughs> Jessica was like, wow. You guys doing okay? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's probably sounding much worse than it was. Um, and then we also uh, have an episode out for uh, talking about Chernobyl, the series on HBO. Yeah, which just just uh, concluded. Man, whew, that, that was a really sad ending to that. Yeah. Almost like in real Please don't life. spoil it. Oh, we won't. Yeah. I mean, it ended like it began. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> very communist and very sad. Um, so anyways, that's uh, if you sign up today to be a Horror Movie Talk founding member, you'll get that sticker. And the thing about the Horror Movie Talk founding member is this will be a legacy tier. Even if we discontinue it, you're just going to get everything that we offer to to every tier. Because you were one of the first and we appreciate you. Maybe Maybe we'll offer a million bucks. And you'll get, and you'll be, for the low low price of five dollars a month, you get a million bucks. I don't know, maybe not. We will not offer you a million bucks. We will. Um, okay, so last one, Shutter. If you know what Shutter is, um, it's the horror movie Netflix, basically. Yeah. Um, if you haven't signed up yet, go ahead and use HMT code at checkout, and you'll get a thirty day free trial. Anyways. Who cares about that stuff? Let's talk some shit about this movie. 
Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, so... I gotta tell you, my ball's really itchy tonight. (laughs) It's it's the evening, it's kind of warm... This is the room of ball itches. Moist in here. Ugh. Um, Wait, are you guys together right now? Yeah. yeah we're in the same room. As always, we record naked. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, okay, so let's talk about this movie. So, first of all, the trailer gives way too much away. Basically, it gives the whole first 40 minutes of the movie. There's no suspense. I'll let you guys... Way. I'll let you guys talk about that, because like I said, I only watched like the first 15 seconds of the trailer, and then I was like, I don't want to watch this because it's giving too much away. Yeah, because basically the trailer shows um, Lizzie when she's freaking out with like the bugs crawling out of her arm, and just as as uh, Charlotte offers her the meat cleaver, you know, and it shows her like swinging down to oh. to the arm. And it's like, okay, so you know that Allison Williams' character is going to try to ruin this girl. And the first half of the movie is basically setting up this huge romance, but there's a subtext of jealousy. But really, you already know that she's going to, like, literally destroy her. Yeah. I guess I I didn't watch the whole trailer then. Yeah, me neither. Mm. I I, I refuse. At this point... I kind of just refuse, like, I have a standard where I just won't watch trailers for anything, any, especially any horror thing, because I know I'm going to end up reviewing it. And I don't, I just don't want it spoiled. Like, it's, it's, horror trailers now are just all about using all the best moments of the movie in the trailer, and it, it ruins the movie for me. Yeah, the worst offenders for trailers are definitely horror movies and comedies. Oh, yeah. They pick the absolute best moments and ruin them. Mm-hmm. Um anyway so like it, yeah if you if you're going to watch this movie well obviously you've already you're already going to spoil spoiled because you're listening to us but definitely don't watch the trailer before you watch it and if you don't want to spoil go go away stop listening and come back later so <clears throat> can you tell me why Paloma is even in this movie what are you pointing at Greg Uh-oh. Greg well, I can't see your finger. I know. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to... Uh, <laughs> he's pointing at a mixer with a billion knobs on it. Like oh. I'm supposed to know what he's What's talking Paloma? about. Pointing at your computer. Uh, so Paloma is the the most gorgeous... Oh, wait, no. Paloma... Paloma... Yeah, that's why. <laughs> who is she? She's oh, like, his wife. He's, he's the guy... It's the guy's wife. Oh, yeah. Oh. And they make it a real big deal. Of, she's calling him and Paloma. Yeah. And she's talking to Paloma and she's like in it and part of the decision making. And you're like, why? Why is she? It's just weird. Like I I expected by the end of the movie that was going to be paid off somehow that, you know, out of the 20 twists that they include in the movie, that there's going to be something including her. And she was just the most pointless. She was truly unnecessary. Come to think of it. Yeah. She just, you know, I guess, I guess the thing she added was like complicitness like the fem the female complicit person there you go right yeah because this is because uh i'm not gonna go that far into spoilers right now but um she was complicit in some pretty nefarious shit yeah i, I would say that yeah. she was 
she was the girl's comfort because she was the female side of it. Oh, that's, that's what I would take from it. Yeah, it's like a honeypot. That's a good point. That she's she makes like the kids' moms feel okay, right? Yeah. Like well, I'm saying, even like you said, you don't want to get too far into spoilers yet. But you know, after I guess we're in spoilers. Yeah, right? we're yeah. in spoilers. Yeah, we're in go, spoilers. go 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 so hog after, wild. After the rape would happen, uh, I feel I feel like the guys would leave, the girls would be sad and crying, and she would probably go in and comfort them. And she'd probably tell them, this is this is natural, this is okay, you know, we love you. And she's there probably you the woman's touch that the, the girls need. See, now... Greg, you're thinking like a cult leader. <laughs> I aspire one day. <laughs> if only. Am I right? <laughs> Living that sweet cult life. Um, yeah, I think at this point, I mean, you're definitely right, but also... We're giving this movie way too much credit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because, because while that is exactly how it would work in this weird sort of rape cult, um, that we will get into further as we get down the line, uh, it, they never, they never took and ran with that, right? They never did anything with it. So yeah, Paloma, not necessarily a necessary character. Right. Well, imagine also, um, he he's not married. Anton is not married, and he's picking and selecting young women to live in his house with him. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. probably wouldn't look good. So at least he's got a woman there to where it's like more like a husband and wife music couple are bringing in these women, not just a guy. It legitimizes him and makes yeah, him appear more. makes him appear a lot less. Uh, yeah, because I've noticed that. <laughs> So for example, here's a fucked up thing. So, um, uh, I have kids and, and a wife, and, but if I'm ever walking around with my infant, if I'm walking around with my infant and no wife, I get, I get the side eye from every woman on earth. They're like, where'd you get that baby? Is that baby yours? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing with that baby? And why is it just you? And why is it the middle of a day of the day? Like, don't you have somewhere to be or something to do other than look after a baby? And it's like, I got, <laughs> Jeez. yeah, it's, I mean, Bryce, have you ever, or, or Greg, have you guys, either of you experienced this? Yeah, definitely. No. Like, sorry. I, I mean, there's a definite thing, like, especially if you've got a couple, maybe, maybe not a baby, baby's probably a bit, bit young, but if you're like, have a four year old daughter and you're at the playground with her, there's definitely like an impulse to be like, she's hey, mine. Hey, Penny, you doing, you doing good over there? That one's mine over there. Yeah, like, we both have pink bracelets to signify our togetherness. <laughs> right. As opposed to just being the guy in your, in your mid thirties sitting on a bench staring at children playing. Right. I, I would say the weirdest thing that I can kind of relate to about that is I've never experienced what you guys have with the side eye. But I have experienced now that I have I have two children, a boy and a girl, and my daughter softened me up like like ice cream. I'm super soft now. And so when I'm in public and I see a little girl around my daughter's age, I'll like look at her and I'll smile and I'll go like, hi, you know, not like loud, but I'll just kind of like wave because I have a daughter. You know what I mean? And it just I have that love now. And yeah, but sometimes I'll be like, wait a minute. I don't have my kids with me. Like, do I come off looking like I'm about to try and take your kid? Yeah, I, 
on my way to work, I passed this um, in downtown Portland. I passed this <laughs> um, like preschool for for rich people. <laughs> Apparently, it's, in, it's, it's like, in downtown. Portland. It's like this most fabulous preschool, and it's got these giant windows where you can watch the kids in these giant playrooms, <laughs> and and one of the rooms like fish in an aquarium, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fish in a barrel. Um, one of the rooms is just babies, just literal like babies before they can even crawl. And there's like five of them rolling around on the floor and you walk and I walk by them like every day, pretty much pressed up against that window with the babies. in. And it. like, I can't, <laughs> can't help but stare at them. And then progressively they're like putting up like little subtle <laughs> window screen things. Like you can't see all the baby. <laughs> you just get to see some of the baby. You get a half a baby. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like on the one hand, like I could understand if I was a parent and I just watched like, you know, middle-aged, you know, schlubby dudes walking by the window staring at my baby all day. Maybe it might make me a little nervous. But. See, I think that that I think that we've really hit what's what's really going on here. Greg sounds like a like a put together kind of guy, <laughs> who's who's probably handsome, and, and and we're just some fucking terrifying looking morbidly right. obese assholes right right and uh yes. and people people go jesus christ anyway so we take a special offense when when our kids around right <laughs> we're like oh god Don't look Dude, at me. i have a neck tattoo and my knuckles and hands are tattooed like oh girls looks. girls love that shit they just think you're the bad boy <laughs> <laughs> exactly but moms don't like it with their kids around they're like yo where'd you do time I'm like, <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i've been at work all day <laughs> Um, okay, so getting back to the movie, one of the things that really worked for me was Steven Weber playing, he plays a great pretentious music teacher. Boy, does yeah. he. Just like spot on. What What else has Steven Weber been in? Have Can you recall? He's only been in really stuff that I never really watched. I know he was on Wings. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, that's where I remember him from. Yeah, I never watched Wings, but I heard it was really good. But I don't know. I wouldn't go nuts. I was, you know, I was more into quantum leap with scott bacula we know <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways he was great um so charlotte comes back to the music conservatory and she's given side eye to the new um you know the new apprentice the new apprentice but quickly she's like super friendly and she's lizzie talks about how Charlotte was a role model, and so they strike a, strike up a quick friendship by making fun of Chinese parents, you know? Yeah, making fun yeah. of China. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't help but notice China was prominently featured in this movie, and I've, I've noticed that uh, uh, in my news feed, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I'm getting a lot of articles about things... Uh, um, Chinese exclusive or content that is made for China hitting right. Netflix. Right. Right. That you, that doesn't ever hit your feet. Like it does, because it's made for China, you don't ever like, it doesn't get thrown in front of your eyes, but if you search for it, it's there. Well, this is a little bit of a crossover piece, right? Cause this is some quote unquote American content that features China prominently that, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. It could could be the sign of something more to come for Netflix. Yeah, 
So anyways, they strike a, a quick friendship. There's some hot girl-on-girl action. The hottest. The, let me just say, these are two of the most gorgeous women uh, yeah. in in all of Hollywood right now. Uh, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty great. I, what's um, not the not the white girl. What, what's the other girl's um, name? Um, I have it Lizzie. here. Yeah, Lizzie. The girl that plays Lizzie is. She has a guy name. Logan Browning. Whoa, yep. that is a guy name. Good a little, job. A little too on the nose. <laughs> Man, she's she is drop dead eyes, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable how pretty this girl is. Leave it, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was that was pretty hot. And then, um, yeah, so they go to town on each other real fast. And they're they're in China together. They go on a trip to China because Lizzie wants to live adventurously that cello life. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and then when they're on this bus, she starts getting sick, like really sick. Logan like, Browning. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, throwing up bug sick. They get off the bus, and it's basically most of it is shown in the trailer. Lizzie is freaking out, and and um, Charlotte's like, "You got bugs on you! you Look at all those bugs!" Whoa! Wait, wait, wait! You th- you just threw up, and there's bugs in your throw up. And the girl's like, "Oh my god, there's bugs in my throw up!" And she's like, "Well, you better chop off your hand." Whoa, 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 whoa! We're skipping over the reason I like this movie so much, <laughs> which is. Okay, let, let, hey, here, let me, okay, so, um, uh, Logan, uh, the drop-dead gorgeous girl starts throwing up on this bus, and, uh, I've got some stuff in my notes here. This is the most American bus ride ever, because, uh, Americans get on the bus while sick, okay, that's a super fucking American thing to do, and the first thing the Chinese people do is they're like, can you put on this mask? Can you put on this mask and wear it so that, you know, everybody here doesn't get sick because you're gross? They're like, yeah, okay. And then she proceeds to barf everywhere on the bus. (laughs) Also very, very American thing to Uh do. And then they just yell. They yell and scream. And then... (laughs) And then she, she, and then there's a good two minutes to de- devoted to her being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna poop on the bus. And, and this is really the core of my love of this movie is I really wanted her to poop on that bus. <laughs> like I was just like, I really hope she poops. Cause they spent so much time. She's like, I'm gonna shit myself. And all these people are like, no, 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 no. Please don't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> now, now just imagine the roles were reversed and you're on a crowded bus, like a Greyhound <laughs> going from here to New York. And there's this, this, these three, there's these two Chinese women and one of them's just screaming out in Chinese and throwing up everywhere and running back and forth and holding her butthole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't blame them for kicking them off. Like get out. Yeah, but they kick them off in the middle of the wilderness. I mean, who cares? Yeah, it's it, disgusting. It was the right thing to do. I won't. I won't. I, you know, I won't argue with you. I just, I just wish she pooped on the bus. That's all yeah. I'm saying. That's that's a uh, reason number one where where they should have gone farther. Hail to the bus driver, bus driver. They should have started singing that, and then the bus driver would have kept them on the bus. <laughs>
And I don't know if you guys are going to read the entire synopsis of the movie and then talk about it, or if you kind of want to talk about it as you're going. It's kind of freeform. Yeah. Okay, because I want to bring a few things up. Sure, go for it. Already. Um, the very opening of the movie starts out with a close-up of a dead lady in a bed. And uh, oh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but that part was promising to me. When that happened, I was like, all right, they nailed that. This is going to be a good, scary movie. Because that lady creeped me the F out. Yeah, it smacked a little bit of Gerald's game, which it was a spectacular Netflix exclusive. Um, it felt very, uh, alarming and, um, kind of, um, it kind of singled you out on the couch. You're sitting there on the couch and then you see a dead woman looking at you for yeah. a good amount of time. Reminded me of, uh, Zelda from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> me too. Yeah, it did kind of. Yeah. It was the red hair. Yeah, that's what did it. But mm. yeah, for sure. That, and that was freaky and... I was like, "Oh, this is weird." And then they even show that you get your first jump scare when um the whoever the people were they were talking in the hallway about her being dead or something. And Charlotte, it, that's her name, right? Charlotte. Yeah. She's uh, sitting in the chair and then it flashes back to when she's younger and she's screaming for some reason. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, "Ah!" And like that made me jump because it was out of nowhere. So from the dead body, which I thought looked really good, and then that little jump scare in the beginning, like I said, it, it felt promising, and that's why I was like, "This movie is already like an eight or nine for me." And then as they're in, you know, bank wherever they are, and you see China. that got China somewhere, yeah, and you see them going down the elevator, and there's that one Asian guy who. um is obviously the he's either the husband of the cheating lady or he's the guy that's cheating with the lady, and he throws up that yellow Gatorade vomit. Yes, yes, he did. And and they even mentioned they're like, I think this is this might be the same thing that's happening in that other area. This might be hemorrhagic that hemorrhagic fever that's going on down in Laos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they specifically make it a point to mention that something's going on. So from that point. I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be like, uh, what was the uh, bird box or yeah. something where it, like like, it yeah. affected everyone? Oh, man. You know, or the happening where it's, it starts off in New York and then you can see that it's spreading all over, you know? And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And then, um, but see, that's the thing is then when, um, to whatever her face is, what's her name? Uh, who gets sick? Lizzie. Lizzie. Lo- when Lizzie gets sick Logan. on the bus. I was like, oh, okay, she got it. And then she even mentions like, Charlotte, you you might get sick too. And she's like, no, I'm fine. But don't worry about it. I was it. like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be a super, a super contagious, disgusting movie where everybody's infested with this bug and literal bug and they're puking up maggots and stuff. And I, and I was in for it. And then when he found out that Charlotte was the person behind it, just giving her hallucinogenic pills, I was like, well, why is that other guy sick? And then why did the other people, why did they make it a point to bring up that other people are getting sick around the world? It's you know, trying, it, it's, they dropped it. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right. On the, on the other hand, I mean, I don't know. They needed, they needed some way to, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue into twist number one <laughs> in, in the perfection was that it wasn't a sickness. Charlotte poisoned Lizzie. Dun, dun. Yeah. Um, uh. 
Except it was very obvious. I don't know. Again, I'm going to go back to the trailer. It's very obvious from the trailer that Charlotte had something to do with this from the very beginning. Yeah. That... And so it was not surprising at all when it rewound. And which is, if you're going to use that tactic of like, let's jump back and, and show a different perspective. I wouldn't wait 40 minutes into the film because it just feels cheap at that point and not like part of the part of the package. Yeah, it doesn't feel earned. It doesn't feel like yeah, it doesn't feel like a like a common thing that this film does. It feels like a one-off thing that yeah. that it's doing to 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 yeah. be cute. Yeah, it feels very much like a like a 12-year-old making up a story as they go, but actually this is what happens. Whoa. And he goes back. Yeah. Anyways, what did you, were you surprised by the twist, Greg? No. Um, okay. Yes. Honestly, I was. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to that part point in the trailer where she busts out the meat cleaver. Um, I did not see that part. So when she said, you know what you have to do, right? And she busts it out. I was like, Oh, honestly, I was like, oh, come on. They saw her be creepy, and this it was the same type of delivery in Get Out when she holds the keys up in her right hand, and she goes, you know I can't let you leave, right, babe? And then in this, it's the same exact delivery. She goes, you know what you have to do, right? I was like, oh, my God, they told her to do that. The director was like, you, you know that thing you didn't get out? Do it again. You know, And that's, I, that's all that I read when I saw that. And then when she chopped her hand off, I was like, that's eh. a really good point. Yeah. That's yeah, a really I look at good, those things. <laughs> that's a really good point. She did the exact same thing in Get Out. I'm telling you, Netflix wanted their Get Out. Yeah. They sure they, did. They did. But um, I think I think when they did the rewind thing, um I don't think they rewound far enough personally. They rewound to the point when um the girl wakes Lizzie wakes up and she's like, "Hey, are you hung over?" and she's like, "Yeah." That's where they rewound to and I feel to have a better story, they should have rewound even further to when Lizzie was pointing out the Asian couple that was cheating on each other. And it should have had one extra little scene where you see Charlotte dropping some of the pills or something into that guy's drink. And that explains why he was puking at the same time. Oh, that's a good point. Actually, that brings up one of my other notes. Uh, when, uh, so early in the movie, when Charlotte and Lizzie are, are watching that Asian couple, uh, flirt with each other, they, they, they're not a couple. They're, they're cheaters. They're cheating on, on their spouses with each other. Then Lizzie says to, uh, the other Charlotte. one, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot Charlotte's nest and name of my daughter. <laughs> uh, Lizzie says to Charlotte, Oh man, to be honest, it makes me kind of what? And at that point, I wrote ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like a close up on her mouth to her ear, and you're like, God damn! I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so right after twist number one, it jumps over to the back off academy. Back off, back off. It's it's spelled Bach. O-F-F. Yeah. Either one, it's a pun. It's back off. They're, see, the two cellists are having a bock off. They're, oh shit. Or, they, or they're telling the teacher to back off. This is a quadruple entendre. Um, so <laughs> back at the school, uh, Anton is showing the newest student the most acoustically perfect room in the world. <laughs> and only the best of the best can perform in this room. And at the time, it just feels like, him being super pretentious um, for sake of pretension for the character development. 
But actually, that's important later on. Yeah. Anyways, Lizzie arrives at the school, and they're shocked to see that she don't have no hand no mo. And uh, they give, like, pretty pretty quickly give Lizzie the boot from the cat the academy. Yeah, they're like, well, you can't really play the cello anymore, so I guess we'll just kind of. I I mean, I know you are our like. You were the thing that brought us to the forefront of every market in the world, but bye. Yeah. Do you bye. guys feel that he was extremely cold-blooded by doing that? Or he even offered to pay for, uh, you know, an apartment or whatever for her to live in, you know, but he makes a point. You were here because you were a talented musician. If you can't play, we're not a housing facility. We don't just keep people. Okay, watch. Yeah, First of all, I don't like your tone. And, <laughs> and second of all, how dare you, you cisgendered white male? Of course that's what you'd say. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense that, like, okay, you're a one-armed cellist. It's not like you're going to bring a lot of fame and fortune from your performances anymore. But to be honest, to be a devil's advocate for Lizzie here, you can still teach music without... You know, playing it. That stump lends you new talents, girl. Yeah. We'll find out <laughs> later on. <now. laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so first of all, we know that Lizzie survives, and we find out very quickly that Charlotte survived. Why were there no charges filed? I assume because it's some sort of like... Not in the country sort of thing, right? Didn't happen here, so we don't have any jurisdiction. Like, you cross state lines, you Duke boys. Oh, I guess they did cover it because, like, they yeah. said, because she did it to herself. It's not like you can say. There you go. Yeah. She said, I took the pills and I cut my own hand off. That's right. There you go. Anyways, Lizzie goes to Charlotte's house and attacks her. And then it gets to twist number two. We find out the conservatory is not really a conservatory. It's a sex dungeon conservatory. <laughs> My favorite kind of conservatory. <laughs> There's a flashback and it shows um, the namesake of the movie is The Perfection, which is Anton is obsessed with not only the perfect acoustics, but the perfect performance in this room. And you can only play in that room if it's perfect. And if not, well... I mean, buckle up, Buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get raped. <laughs> so th this was one of the best shots in the whole movie and the most disappointing to me. And you may judge me. Okay. I'll take it. I'll judge you. This movie would have been 200% better Ooh. if that shot when Stephen Burr, Stephen Weber comes into the view naked if that was not blurred i agree no like if, i agree if, he, if, he, if it went just like completely normal kind of menacing like uh whiplash level like <laughs> abuse to just walking into frame with a big dong hanging down mm. it's like all right this is where we're at now what's your hot take on this greg and i will talk to you guys later <laughs> goodbye <laughs> No, I think he should have came in with a, a boner and a tube sock. <laughs> We're going to watch American Pie now. You ever seen it? Uh, so I will agree with you, Bryce, because uh, 
Carrie was like, "Whoa, he's got a he's got a long schlong there," and I was like, "What?" And so we ended up rewinding it like <laughs> like once or maybe I don't know maybe five or six times. Don't blame your wife. I did. I it was all me. <laughs> I mean, it's the, and indeed his his schlong was long. This like that moment would have turned it into the spiritual successor to Human Centipede. Oh, okay. Of just like that's all it takes. Huh? There's there's that switch that's flipped in Human Centipede where it just goes from. Something's wrong. This is a weird scientist who, oh my God, he's explaining how he's going to sew our mouths to each other's asses where it's so ridiculous of a, of a turn that you just have to appreciate it for how absurd it is. And that would have been if we're just having a movie about like a rivalry <laughs> and like insane jealousy to no. This man is just here to rape you. This that's what this movie is about now. <laughs> you know, th- this this movie brings up uh it, it brings up a lot of contentious points, right? It it brings up rape culture, it brings up a lot of stuff, but in that it also it Bryce what you, what you've just brought up is it brings up why is the male body so offensive that it can't be shown? I know. Almost Ever on camera. The female body, all over the place. I got tits. I got butt. Sometimes I got vagina. But but almost never on film do you see a long swanging dong. You just hereditary. don't see it. You do see it in... Do you see it in Hereditary? Oh, yeah. The blonde, bleach-haired guy is in the corner. He's smiling. There's plenty Carolina. of... Yeah, it's hard to... You can easily miss it, though, in Hereditary, right? And, I don't know, man. And Greg was rewinding that, and he put it in the, you know. I don't know, honey. The step motion. Skipping. <laughs> what is so offensive about my body besides the way it looks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah, I'm not gonna go into. Well, I mean, we just watched Chernobyl, so that should make up for some of it. They had a. Huge crowd of Russian. That's different. Coal miners with- that's that's historical dicks. That's <laughs> that's important. True. Um. So the Charlotte's chained and forced to play is, you know, after she she comes back, and that's probably one of the great greatest visuals of the movie is her in that red dress chained to that chair, with all the characters just sitting there watching. Like, all right. Better play good or we're going to rape you. It was fucking weird. At this point, I was just like, what is this movie? What's happening? (laughs) Qualifications. Rape, murder, awesome, and rape. You said rape twice. I like rape. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. What were you going to say, Greg? So I was thinking when I was watching it, and I want to know what you guys thought about it. Um, When you – first of all, when you see Lizzie and Charlotte in the beginning – playing the cello side by side, mm-hmm. their fingers were going in sync with each other. And I'm a guitar, a guitar player, so whenever I watch people play guitar in movies, I know if they're really playing it or not. Because I, I know where all the notes are on the fretboard. Sure. So, I, But I don't know a cello, for instance. And so I was wondering, do you guys think that they both already knew how to play cello? 
or if they actually are playing cello, or if they had to learn that one song and just practice it every single day over and over again to nail it. Or what do you think? So interesting thing about this question is Bryce is minorly qualified to answer it a little bit because his wife actually knows a whole lot of instruments and uh, and he's pretty pretty musically inclined himself. So what do you think, Bryce? I I mean I doubt that they learn the actual song. I bet they I bet they watched a a video of someone playing it over and over again and kind of figured out most of the where if the fingers are going up or down. Mm. But I don't know. I doubt that they wild speculation from Bryce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very qualified to give wild, wild speculation. <laughs> so they set up this scene where Charlotte's chained to this chair and forced to play. And the twist, minor twist, is that Anton threatens to rape the Chinese girl He's if like, she gets it wrong. If you do bad, I'm going to rape this little tiny girl, this eight-year-old girl. And that is probably one of the scenes that works best for me. Is this Chinese girl listening to this performance, just clueless and just like, yeah, this is great. What a cool concert, right, yeah. guys? <laughs> she doesn't know what's on the line, which is literally her. That's that's the moment that it really gets as schlocky as I wanted the whole movie to be. It was, uh, I can't, like, I, at that point, I just went, I can't believe this movie's being made right now. Like, <laughs> how did this ever happen like i don't know greg at this point where where the little eight-year-old girl's uh uh rape is on the line like what like what was going through your head were you thinking cheap or what i was thinking this movie is not good enough to have a topic this disturbing in it like that's true that's truly what i felt like touche you know what i mean like there's some movies that are extremely well-written and acted and made and when they have scenes like child maybe not child rape because that's horrible but if they have maybe child you know being molested children being molested or something if it's a well-done movie it can go with them you guys okay let me make my point like this have you seen last house on the left the remake yeah okay the scene where the girl gets raped in Mm -hmm. the forest okay it's extremely graphic it's extremely realistic and well done and it's hard to watch because feels, it's so real. Looking. It feels earned kind of uh, in a in a uh, twisted sort of way. Yeah. And then when the parents discover that the people in their homes raped and tried to kill their daughter, they get the revenge on the daughter. And I feel like the revenge that the parents get on the people is not earned unless you see the rape scene. You know what I mean? You won't have that conviction like, yeah, get them, you know, because you saw what they did to her. And that's a, uh, an example of something that's well done with a very serious rape topic in it, you know. But with this movie, I didn't feel like the movie was serious enough and good enough to have the even the thought of an eight-year-old being raped by a 50-year-old man in it. Yeah, I, see, it that's, that's yeah, that's my thing is that. I think the route that they shouldn't have taken was make it more serious. I think they should have made it much, much more schlocky and just dumb. Because that would have been I don't know. a path to greatness, in my opinion. <laughs> it would have been easier for me to watch. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of of uh, rape, how about stump rape? Oh man, great, great! I, I, I this this movie just kept delivering weirder and weirder shit on top of weirder shit, which is, I mean, it's like it's trying to up the ante on itself, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, apparently Charlotte didn't play perfect, and they're like, "Ha, huh, we're not gonna rape the Asian little." little tiny girl we're gonna rape you <laughs> starting with lizzie stump um and then that's when twist number three happens uh lizzie and charlotte are in cahoots what um so it, charlotte ex- it flashes back and it shows charlotte explaining poorly in my opinion why she had to cut Lizzie's hand off. There's no other way that she would have get, gotten through up. to her. You know, that's a really uh, good point, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Greg coming through with the fucking, the, the actual answer to the movie. Why'd she have to cut her whole fucking arm off? Like, maybe just her pinky. You know, you know, Django Reinhardt, he only had three fingers on his hand. Who? Django Reinhardt, who's a famous uh, jazz guitarist. Oh, of course. Everyone in the audience knows who that guy is. Yeah. Django Reinhardt. Greg, you know who Django Reinhardt is, right? No, but I know the drummer of Def Leppard with one arm. <laughs> He's only got one arm. Well, there you go. Same point. Like, <laughs> You only know that because of Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Never heard of it. <gasps> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, couldn't Charlotte just, you know, kidnap and unbrainwasher or just say like hey do you do you like do you like all the rape <laughs> how about the rape though would that have been was that the good part like i get that you want to be the best but do, look at the these girls over here that are, are also world-class cellists do you think they get raped every day or maybe they just practice i don't know i i feel like there might have been i mean call me crazy <laughs> But I feel like there might have been a better way to convince her to come to her side other than forcing her to cut her own hand off. I don't know. I guess I'm just old-fashioned. Um, you know, for a m- movie about music, I thought the music on this movie was terrible. <laughs> Did you... Was that just me or am I just an old man? I thought the hip-hop stuff that they chose was bad. And even the the classical stuff that they chose was just like meh. It was pretty. Well, I don't, go ahead, Greg. Okay, I don't have an opinion on classical because I don't listen to classical. But I can tell you that when they were doing, I'm going to go back to that first song that they were playing when they were side by side. There was a note that Lizzie was hitting when they were they were going like do 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 and then she was like let me let me recreate it. Here you do you do the one part. I'll do the weep. Do, 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 do. There you go. And then it went higher, but I really no, keep going. liked it. We got to do this. You just have that next to you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just just in times like these. Please don't cut this out, man. This is funny. <laughs> Okay, proceed. Sorry, <laughs> I was. But you, do you guys remember that part in the song? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just I thought it was creative in the song and I liked it. And so when it came down to the cello playing, I thought it was cool. But I don't even remember any other music besides when they played the cello. So I guess that speaks for itself on how memorable the music is. I I definitely thought that the uh <laughs> it felt uh oh man. It it was so strange because it was it was just inappropriate. <laughs> it was, it came in at the wrong time. This, this weird hip hop beat will yeah. come in at the wrong time in this super serious fucking, like these, these, this guy's just got done raping somebody. <laughs> and then it's like, boom, chicka, jump, boom, boom, chicka, brown. And it's like, what, what, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. How- and it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't over the top enough to really sell it, and it wasn't good enough to like sell what it was. It was goofy as all hell, and I and and it adds to the part that I like about this, which is it's it's a it's a sideshow circus freak of a movie. Like it, it really is. It's just weird and it's inappropriate in every way. Like there's there's amputee rape in this movie. Yeah. So the it's revealed that Charlotte and Lizzie are in, are in cahoots and they turn on Anton and then the most shocking twist of all, twist number 4 is Charlotte has short hair. Oh, what? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea why that was important to include. I don't either. So yeah, like, they kept shaving her hair over and over again in that flashback. It's like, okay, Silly. It's a mess of a movie. If okay, uh, now, no sense. dear listener, at this point you may be saying, "What the fuck is going on over there at Horror Movie Talk? They're losing their minds." Well, try what? watching The Perfection. <laughs> You'll go, "Wait, w- wait a minute, w- wait what?" And that's so we're just recreating what we saw, and this and pretty pretty true to life so far, right? And then. uh they they tumble, they scrapple, and scrapple. One of the one of the great shots is Anton attacks Charlotte with a knife. <laughs> Basically, puts the butcher knife through her arm between the two bones in your forearm and slides it easily. Like yeah, very easily. To which she exclaims, "My arm!" Yowie yowie yow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no fuck. <laughs> Just <laughs> slice through the entire length of your arm. Yeah, you're supposed to go across the street, not up and down. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, we skipped over the, my one clip that I wanted to play. What, my one favorite delivery from Steven Weber. You're not going to be able to hear this, Greg. Set it up. Set it up for a second. So this is when Lizzie brings Charlotte back to the school and she tells him that she's in the trunk she br- yeah so so lizzie at this point the audience believes that lizzie has taken control and yeah, kicked charlotte in the ribs thrown her in the trunk of her car brought him to, brought her to the back off academy and is delivering her to her 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 teacher for for the rape here you go mm-hmm. here it is what are you talking about what do you have? I have the bitch. 
<laughs> oh my God. Lizzie, what have you done? It's the most low energy. Like, it feels like it's straight out of Troll 2. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lizzie. Lizzie, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> I get what he, I kind of get what he was going for, but that, that delivery was like, I keep seeing these little glimpses of the movie that I wanted this to be. The the schlocky, over the top, yeah. super gory, tasteless movie yeah. that it could have been, and that delivery would have been perfect for it. I don't think Netflix can make that movie. I don't think they can. I, think- I don't even think they showed the her chopping off her hand with the no, with they, the butcher knife. I no, don't they think. didn't. They yeah. they cut away for that, and and uh, it would be great if they could make that a splatter movie, basically. But I, I don't think they can. But on the other hand, this guy who rapes little girls for a living, <laughs> <laughs> like his living is basically raping little celloists. Uh-huh. He's not going to be too surprised by much, I guess. Right. So, pff, oh my God, Lizzie. What have you done? What have you done? It really bothers me that Lizzie is this really proper cellist, and um, when she loses her hand, she loses her properness, and she gets all thug, you know? And she's like, you know who, I, who I'm talking about? The bitch, you know? And then mm-hmm. she, like, goes over to the yeah. house, and she's like, you took everything from me, you know? And it's like, you're not all thug now, dude. Like, cause you have to wear a black hoodie to, you know, to look like you're the scary guy. That's a and good then point. Yeah. When she brings it back, she's like, what's in there? I that, got her. That might bitch. be, yeah, that might be why the hip hop doesn't feel right either. Cause it's unearned. It, uh, it is completely it's like, unearned. It's like Netflix says, or what's the director? Steven? Now she's urban. Look, she's black. Oh, yeah. We get to play hip hop. She's not she, perfect anymore. She she likes she likes hip hop. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really make sense, or they don't really flesh it out look, the character look, so much. With, it was with more... all with all these imperfections in the perfection being being noted, I would like to mention that this movie is off the rails hilarious. <laughs> it is funny and it is fun. And it is shocking, and it's as close to a Netflix version of a splatter flick that you'll ever get to see. Yeah, I think I think they kind of painted themselves into the corner with Bird Box. Yeah, where it's like we we want a super wide release, like non offensive, but still kind of edgy horror movie. Yeah, and that's where they're trying to keep their wheelhouse, and they really should just go full retard. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it should have been. So it ends with <laughs> you said the hour. The the end of the movie that the last shot um, features uh, Stump Weber <laughs> or Stump Anton watching the two play the cello together in a in a beautiful little uh, you know image of one playing the the neck and the other bowing. Or plucking. I can't even remember what Dude, it was. Dude, that was cool though. That it was, it cool. was a really cool visual and like having the, the Dean with just stumps. He doesn't have any legs or arms anymore. Just sitting in the chair watching. It is a great visual and I wish it was earned. <laughs> wooden arms, wooden legs, wooden eyes too. His eyes were even cut out. 
So and his mouth was sewn shut. Yeah, and his mouth was sewn shut. So the entire movie they really fucked him up real good. Pretty much everything that's ridiculous and all the twists and turns in this movie were to lead to that image and that point. Was it worth it? Nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, I know it's a silly movie, so they probably didn't put too much thought into it. But who fixed Charlotte's arm? One, two. Or, I mean, who amputated it perfectly? And also, two, who amputated his limbs and sewed them back together perfectly? Who, uh, you know, did I miss the part where one of them graduated med school? Well, it does show Charlotte studying up on tourniquet technique on the internet before they leave. That's part of the flashback. So, it might have been her. But, I mean, she could have just put the tourniquet and then they could have gone to... That's that's problematic. Maybe they got... (laughs) It's problematic. I mean, may- maybe the little Chinese girl did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm delving into real racist territory Boo. now. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, that's that's my uh, prejudice. I just believe that all Chinese people can perform uh, amputations. Well, you know. It's they, just what I've been brought up they, to believe. They practice the ancient arts. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Maybe you should back off. <laughs> oh. Get it? Back off. Music Academy. (laughs) Um, And also, okay, so the the twist number one (laughs) is that Charlotte was really only trying to seduce the girl, uh, Lizzie, to get close to her, to drug her, to have her plan. Um, To save her. To save, I guess. (laughs) And so there was no – she even mentioned – Charlotte mentioned – like, oh, I've never been with anybody, not even a girl. So it's like, it just seemed really fast that they were like, she's like, hey, I, I get wet. And she's like, cool, I'm a lesbian now, you know? And like, it just didn't make sense. And then also, was she just going, was Charlotte just going with the flow to get close to Lizzie? Because in that case, was she really even into Lizzie? Is she really even like a lesbian or bisexual or anything? Because when the twist number three, I think, happens <laughs> and... um the two stooge guys fall down and die at the, conveniently at the same time. Um, Lizzie and Charlotte start making out. And so I'm like, okay, wait. So are they actually like into each other? Because I still feel kind of like if I was Lizzie, I'd be like, yo, we're good because I understand why you made me cut my hand off. You still cut my freaking hand off. You know what I mean? I have no hand now because of you. I don't want to be around you. You're redeemed, but we're not cool. Like, I don't know. It just seemed a little off to me. You've already thought more about it than the writers did. Way. (laughs) Yeah. Way more. Yeah, I don't – yeah. There's a lot of stuff like the the twists and turns just upon repeat viewing or even thinking about it for more than a couple seconds. You're like, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense if that's – if this was the, the real end goal all along is to get back at Anton. That's a really convoluted way to get about that to that. Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah. I thought one more thing. This has nothing to do with the movie. It does, but it doesn't. I I thought, you know how they both played the cello at the end with one appendage? Yeah. I thought, there you go. Right there. Just go back out in the world now and sell yourself as this crazy, you know, duet. Freak, freak show cello duet. Freak show cello yeah. show. 
Yeah, you know, actually, that's a good point. And that leads into one of the things that I wrote down, which is, so <clears throat> the little eight-year-old uh, Chinese girl's uh, <clears throat> uh, virginity is on the line uh, with the threat of rape coming at her. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God. And... And I just wrote down, he says, he says to, uh, to Charlie, he says, okay, play the perfection or else this little girl gets it. And then Charlotte, first, first note on the cello is wrong. And she's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, you know what's happening? (laughs) I just thought that would have been, that would have been appropriately schlocky. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do that. I mean, if you're a real, like, if you're, if your first course of action to get back at your teacher that raped you is to, to poison his star pupil with psycho, psychotic substances to get her to cut her own hand off, I'd say if, if he says, like, I'm not gonna rape you, I'm gonna rape this girl, you'd just be like, Oh, okay then. Okay. And then just like, <laughs> so the closest movie that I can think of that we've reviewed to this is The Evil Within. You remember The Evil Within? I don't even think we've released that yet. Oh, did we release? Yes, that? we did. And yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty cuckoo. It's pretty cuckoo. Evil Within is way crazier than this, though. It is way. Not only is it way crazier, but it earns all of it in a weird sort of goofy way. And uh, but uh, both of them are pretty fun, in my opinion. Uh, you guys uh, think uh, Bryce one point less, and and Greg two points less than me, but nevertheless. Um, it's uh, it's a weird ride, and it's on Netflix, and so, uh, in my opinion, you should watch it. You, what do you guys think? Do you do you think people should watch this movie? And if so, who? Yeah, I think it's it's worth a watch just to to try to figure out the movie that it should have been. I don't know. I it is kind of the perfect Netflix movie because it's like, what are what are you really gonna watch on Netflix? Gerald's Game, Bird Box. Oh yeah, all the better movies. Oh, yeah, all the better movies. But you've movies. already watched all those. Right. And it's either like I can watch the movie that I know is good for the fifth time or I can get into that movie that's like a super heavy drama that I'm not in the mood for now mm. or hey, there's the perfection. Netflix keeps pushing this at me. I heard it on Twitter once. Might as well just give it a try. Maybe I'll turn it off halfway through. This is the perfect movie for that. What do you think, Greg? Um, I don't think you should watch it unless, <laughs> unless, um, unless somebody who has seen it told you to watch it and tells you it's not a serious movie. So just know that going in because when I went in, I, like I said, I was under the impression that this was going to probably turn my stomach and this was going to be an extremely disgusting horror movie. I didn't know it was going to be silly, and I didn't know that it wasn't going to make me flinch at all, truthfully. Yeah, can we talk about that, the whole, That's the whole really... thing where it says, hey, people were throwing up after watching I this think, movie. I think Netflix's PR team got on this real hard and pumped some serious shit into social media. 
And what, what uh, was the movie that they said was too scary? We were just talking about this. To us? I'm sorry. There was a movie that we just reviewed like oh. a couple months ago. Oh, that like the advance was. Oh, this this movie. I think it was the Prodigy. It was the Prodigy. Yeah. They said, oh, it was too scary for for audiences, so they had to edit out some of the stuff. Let me tell you what the Prodigy or, wasn't. Or it was like, it was so scary that they were screaming in the aisles that they'd missed an important bit of information that was yeah. told. And you watch The Prodigy and you're like, there was no way this movie was ever actually scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in the same okay. way that this movie, like, I can't imagine who would get sick at watching this movie. It feels so tame compared to I've, other things that you could I've, see. I've got two things, two movies uh, I want to bring up. Have you seen Hostel Number Two? I haven't. I've only seen the first one, and David refuses to watch it. There's a at the end of it. Are you guys gonna watch it? I want to watch it. I want to make David watch it. Go for it, Greg. Tell us what's up. Okay. There's a guy gets his, his dick cut off with scissors, Boo! and it shows it. Not like seeing a guy scream and somebody's you know hand is off screen, and you you know it shows a prosthetic dick. Getting chopped like Play-Doh with scissors. And now you're get, speaking my language. Mm, yeah, go on. And, then, and then it they take it and they throw it, and a dog eats it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that happens. Oh, the number dog. Two. <laughs> number two. Have you seen Terrifier? Yeah, I have. I don't think Bryce has. I haven't watched it yet. Wow, because this is totally up your alley, Bryce. Yeah, it really is. With the exception um, of it being just kind of sh just schlock, but go on. It's a it's it's like a C movie, not even a B movie. Yeah, it's very bad, but it's the most disturbing movie I think I've ever seen. Um, for one specific part, which I don't think I'm going to tell you unless you tell me you're not going to watch it, Bryce. Um, no, I'm eventually going to watch it, so okay. you, you might have to save it. Here, I'll, I'll plug sure. I'll plug my ear. Here, here we go. Is a pretty specific evisceration. Yeah, it, it, it involves a, a it involves a saw. You know. Hey, uh, Greg, it, go ahead and spoil it. Bryce has his ears plugged. Okay. Well, if I don't want to spoil it for your listeners. Though. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Let's just say it, it. There is a gruesomely violent evis evisceration in uh, in Terrifier. Okay. Which is different than the movie that we did review terrified okay yeah. so we went through final recommendations i think i actually wrote down a final recommendation if you want a dumb campy horror movie with a much larger budget than it deserves watch the perfection <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let's move on let's go into our game starting with taglines Tagline. <laughs> okay, so taglines is a game where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie we were reviewing. Um, I've just got three. I kept it short because I know uh, Greg has some and you have some. Yee. So let's just go around. Um, I'll start, then Greg, you can go, and then David. 
We'll do it. We'll do a round. All right. The perfection. What a great cellist. Let's give her a hand. (laughs) Uh, The perfection. Eh, not really, though. (laughs) Not perfect. (laughs) I, I like it. Okay. The perfection. Amputee porn is not something you expect in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The perfection. Two twists for the price of one. Bingo. (laughs) Okay. The perfection. Don't trust that white girl from Get Out. (laughs) No kidding, man. She's she's proven herself nothing but untrustworthy. (laughs) Actually, in this movie, I guess she kind of redeems herself a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was for Lizzie's own good right she had to chop her hand off she had that was explained very thoroughly and then you stick your amputated arm into my vagina all right there we go okay all right uh the perfection there's always the threat of rape (laughs) (laughs) i love it you guys are good at that um the perfection not my tempo (laughs) (laughs) not my tempo yeah Call back to, uh, uh, whiplash. Whiplash. Do you have another one, Greg? I don't. Okay, I got, I got two more. The perfection. It's a twist. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Wait. No, it's, it's not. Oh, it's a rape cult about music. Of course. Wait, it is a twist. (laughs) 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 And then finally, the perfection. You'll really wish it had been poop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, just a couple changes would have made this film, like... If she had just shit her pants on the bus. If she had shit her pants on the bus, and if they didn't blur out the dong. (laughs) Oh, man. If they didn't blur out the dong, 10 out of 10. And if they showed the the hand getting chopped off. Right. It's just... Man, who edited this thing? They were in between where they should have been. Yeah. They should have either went full goofy or full serious yeah. and devoted all of it either way. But, but, um. All right. Let's, uh, let's do kill count. That's a really cool intro. Yeah. So thanks to uh, King of All Badgers for providing us with the uh, music for that. For real, man. Thanks, King of All Badgers. Okay. So what Kill Count is, is <laughs> I'm going to give you two movies, and you have to choose which one has the higher amount of deaths I like on, it. on screen. I like it. Um, okay. The theme for today is drama versus horror. So okay. we, we have five... Movies that are considered dramas um, pitted against five movies that are considered horror movies. So, um, David and Greg, you get to guess number one, Blood Diamond, starring Leo DiCaprio in 2006. Leo Dio. Or Snakes on a Plane, starring Samuel L. in 2006, both the same year. Question. Yeah. Is this on-screen deaths? Yes. Like that you see? 
I'm pretty sure, yes. Okay. What's your game? <laughs> hey, hey, fuck you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um uh I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh Greg, would you like me to go first or would you would you like to go first? I'm gonna say Blood Diamond. See, so I'm going to I'm going to expand on that a little bit. I'm also going to say Blood Diamond. There's two Okay, so I I used to work at some mines and there are a, a lot of fucking people that work at mines. And it, and I've been to mines in Africa. There's a lot of fucking people that work in mines in Africa. So, yeah, I'm also going Blood Diamond because there's only a couple hundred people tops on the plane. So, also Blood Diamond. Okay, you are correct. It's Blood Diamond with 187 deaths. God damn. Versus 60 on snakes on a plane. Mm. Okay, so for the next one, here's here's what we'll do so that you're not influenced by Greg's answer. Mm. You hold up a one or two with your fingers. Okay. And then Greg will say his, and just to keep you honest. Okay. So you're not influenced. Okay. Okay. All right, <laughs> number two. I go first, that means Greg. I know. Okay. All right. God. No, you don't go first. Oh, wait. You, oh. you hold up your fingers, then Greg says his answer. That means I go first. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't say it. The listener will not hear you. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Atonement, 2007 uh, drama starring Keira Keira Knightley. Knightley. One of my very favorite movies. Versus Day of the Dead, 1985. So you hold up your... Okay. David has chosen. Greg, what's your answer? I'm going to say Dave the Dead because it's a zombie movie. So a lot of people must die. And also, I've never heard of The Atonement. Okay. You guys are both correct. <laughs> All right. Hey, high five, Greg. Woo! Woo! Uh, so yeah, it's actually a lot closer than you would think. Day of the Dead had 40 deaths. Atonement had 34. Damn. What's the atone- Atonement? Um, atonement is, yeah, it's like an English drama. I think there's a part of it that's in World War One. I. I think it, that's probably where all the deaths happen. It's a spectacular movie. It is like one of the very best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's okay. really good. It's a really good drama. Sweet. All right, number three. Charlie Wilson's War. Never seen that. 2007, starring Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour Hoffman. One of the greatest Philip Seymour Hoffman scenes um, in it. Versus Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> okay, so I'm... I'm Okay, let me think here. I'm going to go... Bryce, you got to look at me for this. I'm going to go... Okay, go ahead, Greg. Tell us what you pick. I'm going to go the first one. Tom Hanks movie. You are both incorrect. Damn. Dang. <laughs> I baited you correctly. You heard war, and you went towards war. Let me explain real quick. I, I thought... was not going to choose war, because I feel like a movie about that has Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour Hoffman in it is not specifically about the war, but also you about did. their story and acting. <laughs> so I was not going to choose that. But I couldn't remember if I'd seen Resident Evil Apocalypse, and I've seen one of them. Where they're like stuck on a bus in a desert. And yeah. Not yeah, that same. many people died in that one. Yeah, yeah, same. 
Okay, so, uh, yeah, Charlie Wilson's War had 22 deaths, and Resident Evil Apocalypse had 123. Wow. One, two, three. We're dead heat. All right, number four. Um, 2005's The The Constant Gardener um, versus 1999's Sleepy Hollow, starring Johnny Depp by Tim Burton. Okay, Greg, what do you say? What say you? I say uh, Sleepy Hollow. This is the determiner. Greg, you are correct. (gasps) No! David said the constant gardener. So he never heard of it. Yeah. It's it's one of those (laughs) movies that like sounds so boring. It is not. Like the English patient. It's like I can't imagine all the death all the way through. Um okay, last one. David, can you tie it up? Can you pull ahead? Probably not. Probably not. All right, last one. 1996, The Crucible, starring Winona Ryder, and um, I think it's uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Wow. Back in the day, versus 2006, The Omen. The The remake remake of The Omen. Holy shit. Um, Which I saw 13 years ago today. Nice. You saw? Did you see? That must mean you you saw it in theaters. On six six six. You saw oh. it on six six six. The Omen came out on six six six, and you yep. can verify that you've seen it from the recording date. This is this is historic. Coincidental. Oh. Okay, David has chosen. What do you choose? Uh. Now I forgot the first one. So The Crucible is about the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. And The Omen is about a devil child. The Omen. I'm going to go Crucible. You are both correct. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't do too good on this one. (laughs) I tried tried to make it tricky, but you guys uh, were too good for me. But... Greg pulls ahead with five out of five. David, you got four out of five. Five out of five? How am I supposed to compete with that? Greg, show me up on my own show. Get out of here. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so that was Kill Count. Um, that was fun. Yeah, so those are our games for the day. That's pretty much everything we got today. Thanks for listening and uh, wasting your time listening to two schlubby guys talk about horror movies. Three schlubby Three, guys. Well, two schlubby guys and one tatted up Svelte. bad boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so please, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Even if you're not a whore. I mean, you've made it this far. If you've made it this far, like, you like horror movies. You like the show. Share it with a friend. I know you got someone that you asked to go see horror movies with you. Um, I so- got to say, I got to say. To to everyone who's still listening, if if you are um would like to help out the show, I know you don't think you sharing it makes a big difference, but let me tell you what kind of difference it makes. We have X amount of of followers on on Facebook. Whenever some one person shares it, it doubles the amount of eyes on on the post. So if if you share any one of our posts. 
it helps us out a tremendous amount because when we get two, three, four shares on there, we're reaching two, three, four times the amount of people. And that makes a big, big difference to us. So if you can do that, it'll help out, it'll help out us. It'll help out Greg. It'll help out everyone. So let's do that. Let's share. Cause it's easy to do and it's like two clicks and don't be a lazy asshole. <laughs> Um, plugs again, shutter.com, sign up and use code HMT at checkout to get 30 day free trial. We don't get anything from it. This is just a service we offer you. Um, what we do get something out of is if you click on that button in the, in the uh, header of our website to Amazon and spend any amount of money, we'll get a little taste of that. But if you want to be very direct, Join our Patreon and become a patron. Became, become a Horror Movie Talk founding member. The newest Horror Movie Talk founding member. Someone dear to our hearts, Garrett D. Yee. We love you, buddy. And, uh, he's been a, he's been a listener since the very beginning and given us tips. Old Cotton Hill. And opinions. Um, and he's, you know, one of the few people that are, uh, regulars on our subreddit at r slash horror movie talk. Um, you should join us there too. Um, again, thanks to our other patrons, Adrian, Brad, Jessica, and Tracy. Just want to point out one more time that we have a special offer on Patreon. If you, uh, sign up to be a patron in this next coming month, we'll send you a sweet ass card with a sticker that you can vandalize places couple, with. Couple stickers, Bryce. We send a couple. Yeah, we just like... You go ahead and you put that sticker, you put that shit on some fucking streetlights, you put it on your neighbor's car, your neighbor's dog, your neighbor's window. Shit. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we want to thank Greg again for coming on the show, and, and thanks for letting us be on your podcast as well. Why don't you give yourself a plug, Greg? A butt plug? Um, whichever one floats your boat. Okay. Um, I don't think butt plugs float your boat. Not sure, but, um, they can plug your boat if you have a leak. But anyways, um, I am, we shouldn't be here. Check out my channel. It's cool. It's fun. You can hear David and Bryce on the Paranormal Activity 2 episode. You can hear me and Bryce barely on (laughs) Avengers Endgame. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties that day. Uh, so the audio didn't come out very good, uh, but it was still a fun time, and I hope you know to see some new faces over there on my channel from from there. You guys is a podcast, you know. Just a reminder: this is a YouTube channel, so check them oh, out yeah. on YouTube. We shouldn't be here. Yeah, you'll see a scary, ghoulish-looking guy as my icon. Yeah. So and uh, yeah. All right. Any any last bits of wisdom, David, Greg? Um, no. That's all I got for this week. Check us out next week when we will be reviewing. I think Child's Play. Yeah, I think we're we're doing the original Child's the Play. The original 1987 Child's Play. Excited about that. Ramping up for Child's Play 2019. Going to do original versus remake. Yeah. So, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.